Good evening, it is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 11.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Erica Singh, Zayden Vergara, Katrina Johnston, and Mia Lettinen. CFRC's news programming is also brought to you through the support of the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University, and What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street. I'm Christina Laurie and here are your local news headlines. As part of the Global Climate Action Mobilization on Friday, organized by Fight Fossil Fuels and Fridays for Future, Kingstonians participated in a climate strike on Queen's campus on Friday afternoon. With approximately 200 people in attendance, along with those passing by the busy intersection of University Avenue and Union Street, the strike certainly caught attention. The crowd was lively and passionate, arriving with signs and showing their support for the cause. Protesters listened to speeches from local activists and experts and enjoyed live music from local musician Frank Ryan. All hope is not lost. Otherwise, I would not be here with you today. I, along with every other person, young person, deserve to inherit a world that sustains us and that we in turn can sustain. The key to keeping hope alive is to taking action just like we are doing at this protest so that our institutions can feel the need to make the changes that we desperately need. Thank you. This protest took place in conjunction with more than 500 gatherings taking place around the world, with the global leaders currently discussing climate action at the United Nations in New York and Parliament reopening on September 18th. The coordinated action for climate justice comes at a fitting time. The strike in Kingston was sponsored and led by Queen's Backing Action on the Climate Crisis, QBACC, Seniors for Climate Action Now, 350 Kingston, and No Clear Cuts Kingston. The wildfire story represents just one of these crucial reasons why we need to stop consuming fossil fuels. Not by 2050, not by 2030, but now. I say this this to the national and provincial governments and governments all around the world. Enough greenwashing. Now is the time for for action, not more empty words. All our futures depend on it. I just want to add one more anecdote here. My five-year-old son, who is here today, um, he wanted to contribute to this talk. And he suggested I say, climate change is happening. He's right. And if a five-year-old child can work this out, then surely the decision-makers in Canada and around the world can do the same. This morning, protesters gathered at Confederation Park to show their support to the 2SLGBTQIA community in response to the One Million March for Children. Their main cause being the rejection of what they call gender ideology in the nation's schools. The One Million March protesters in Kingston gathered in front of City Hall this morning. Kingston's 2SLGBTQIA community and allies responded with a counter-protest, gathering directly across the street in Confederation Park. They responded by amplifying their message loud and clear. A few counter-protesters described the energy at City Hall this morning. I don't know, it's just been really, you know, beautiful to see this and everybody here, you know, nobody's the same, everybody's different, but we're all kind of, you know, here to support each other. I think the energy here is really mixed. I think there's a lot of sadness on our side of the road. 
um, that we're at this place um, again and again and again. Um, there's certainly a lot of energy to push back and um, just show that we're a strong group of people who are not going to be silenced and we are supporting our children and other people's children to express themselves and be themselves. It's been yeah. very good. Um, our side is having way much more fun than our side, <laughs> it appears to me. Counter-protesters also shared some of their reasons for attending. I'm on the GAN Pride Alliance Committee and um, had to be here to support the whole 2SLGBTQ community and my friends and just say that hate has no home here. And this is just division, pure and simple. Well, I am a Con Ed student and in my um, lecture yesterday, there was talk of the protest and I decided that I needed to come because as a teacher candidate um, and as a member of the LGBT community, it's such an important issue and this just can't be happening in our schools. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much why I'm here. We're uh, lesbians and we have uh, friends who have trans and queer kids. And I have two kids. And a grandson. And we want them yeah. to be free to express themselves and be supported in their choices. We don't want um, people to tell, tell us or tell them that there's something wrong with them. At around 11.40 a.m., the One Million March protesters left via Market Street to march through downtown. Counter-protesters celebrated and spilled over into the space in front of City Hall, waving their flags high. The Slate Music Video program has wrapped up its selection process for this year and is gearing up to announce this year's pairings. In its third year, the Slate Music Video program pairs up local production companies and filmmakers with up-and-coming local musicians to produce music videos which will premiere at the Kingston Canadian Film Festival. Tourism Kingston and the Kingston Canadian Film Festival, the collaborating entities of this project, have announced that this year will include 10 pairings to be announced at their launch event at the Broom Factory on September 21st. This event will be free to attend with RSVP recommended, which can be found at visitkingston.ca. I sat down with Moira DeMorest, Music Commissioner with Tourism Kingston, to talk about this year's edition of the Slate Music Video Program. Would you like to introduce yourself and your involvement with this program? Sure. Um, my name is Moira DeMorest, and I'm the Music Commissioner with Tourism Kingston. Um, so I'm a part of one of the pieces uh, of this collaboration, um, so this is a collaboration between uh, Kingston's film and media team, which is part of me, and also um, the Kingston Canadian Film Festival, and also funded through the Slate Family Foundation. And uh, this is, um, and so we are sort of the collaborators of the uh, Slate Music Video Program. Just for folks who aren't familiar with the program, I was wondering if you could talk a bit about how it originated and the last few years that it's been running. Of course, yeah. So this program actually was launched um, in 2020. Um, and unfortunately, really until last year, it never really got um, the, you know, the world premiere that it needed. Um, you know, the film festival looked a little bit different. And the idea was that um, local production companies would receive funding to create new music videos, and we would help to pair them with Kingston's top emerging musical artists. Um, and through uh, the Kingston Film and Media and through Kingston Canadian Film Festival or KCFF, um, we would help to give them money to create these uh, music videos. And then we'd also give them the platform at the music at, or at, at the film festival in March to screen them and premiere them. 
So last year was the first year that we were able to do a premiere in public. Um, and uh, it was a really special um, event. And then um, obviously the after the, the sort of the world premiere of these music videos, then they um, continued to live on in on our social channels but also you know the artist was able to do um use them as a promotional tool and um and share them with the world awesome and thank you for that background i was wondering if you could also speak a bit to the motivating factors behind the project yeah so we at film and media and uh and alongside kcff we're we're really interested in sector growth and uh, making sure that um, there's professional development opportunities for emerging filmmakers and emerging musicians and so we're always looking for ways to um, to make sure that we can address that need and, and grow that sector so um, Kingston is uh, it, you know has a, a huge wealth of musical talent but we also have a lot of uh, emerging filmmakers and production companies and so this was it seems like a, you know a natural fit to to connect these film and music scenes and encourage local production and at the end offer a professionally made music video so that artists could could share them and like share it with the share it with the world. <laughs> New this year, the program is also able to offer additional compensation to the selected musical talent. Demoris discusses this and the excitement of expanding this program for another year. So last year, um, we artists got um, the opportunity, uh, obviously, to have the music video, and that part was funded. Um, and then we also were able to um, organize some some extra concerts around the film festival. Um, but this this year, um, with the addition of the slate. Family Foundation's um, funding, it's allowed us to also give to the artist as well. So the artist is also getting an honorarium um, for their time um, in uh, for the time and the participation of the program. I think just you know the continuation of the program uh, is is really the the most exciting thing for us. We saw you know what it could be last year um, with these uh, world premieres um, that happened at the f the film festival, and it specifically happened in the the big room of the Grand Theatre. So it really felt like this special um, red carpet experience for music and filmmakers, um, and so that energy. Um, you know, just to keep keep that that going and to expand and grow on that, I think that um, it's a, it's a really special Kingston uh, program that we should be really proud of. So I'm um, exciting to see more um, performance opportunities and more um, linking sort of uh, marketing uh, abilities. Um, as the program develops and grows over the years. So um, we just want to get the word out that um, that that people should apply as a music, if you're a musical artist or if you're a production company just wanting to start out. Um, we really want to to spread the word to get um, people interested in that program and, and start to, you know, even if you're not um, one of those those groups, maybe even just keep your eye op open for uh, these musicians and, and what what we sort of cook up over the, the course of the year. DeMorest also gave some background on the selection process, which took place in August. 
The production companies essentially select the musical artists that they would like to work with. So we provide them with all of the submissions and help, um, you know, for production companies that might not be as familiar with the music scene, we're there to help and, and sort of um, maybe make suggestions. But um, usually the production companies are, are picking their top three and then with uh, um, the committee of the film and media team, the Kingston Canadian Film Festival, um, we help to to just kind of navigate those conversations so it's not just kind of like as much of like you know an artist is picked out of the hat it's it's really sort of a a bit of debriefing with the production companies and finding the right fit for both the the music video maker and for the musician too you can keep up with the production process as Tourism Kingston and the Kingston Canadian Film Festival provide updates throughout the next few months and anticipate the premiere of these music videos at the Kingston Canadian Film Festival running from February 28th to March 3rd this year. You will get sort of some sneak peek. We'll sort of be giving like teasers and behind the scenes um, uh, footage and pictures as the production companies and as the musicians uh, develop their video. Where can folks keep up with that on social media and everything? Um, probably the easiest place is just to go to visitkingston.ca um, and we have a film and media um, link right on that page and, and follow along there. Um, you can also check out the Kingston Canadian Film Festival, kingcamfilmfest.ca or KCFF if you're looking on any of the social platforms. In a message from the City of Kingston, the final giveaway day of 2023 is Saturday, September 23rd. Next Saturday, September 23rd is giveaway day, the day you put out items you no longer want that neighbors might like to rehome. This is the last giveaway day for 2023. Adam Mueller, supervisor of Solid Waste, states, If your items still have some life left in them, consider giving them away on giveaway day. Giveaway days are an effective and unique way to reduce waste in Kingston. When you pick up free, gently used items, you save them from landfill and reduce the waste associated with packaging and the greenhouse gas emissions associated with manufacturing new goods. It's also a good way for community members to save money. You can share pictures of your giveaway day items on Instagram or Twitter at hashtag WasteNotYGK. The following are some giveaway day guidelines. Only set out appropriate items that you know someone else will want. Appropriate items may include books, CDs, DVDs, furniture and small appliances, electronics, construction materials, kitchen gadgets, dishes, cutlery, pots and pans, and yes, unwanted gifts. The Consumer Product Safety Bureau of Canada advises that baby walkers, cribs, car seats, strollers, playpens, bath seats, mattresses, blinds, and toys are not appropriate. How to put items out. Place items at curb in front of your home. Place stickers or signs on the items with the word free. Ensure any items that you do not want taken are kept away from items placed at the curb. At the end of the day, bring any uncollected items back into your home. Consider donating them to a local charity. How to pick items up. Respect other people's property. Do not walk on lawns or gardens. Take only the items that are marked free and placed at the curb. Don't leave previously picked up items on the curb at other people's property. You can find the full list of guidelines at cityofkingston.ca slash giveaway. That wraps up your local news headlines for this week, and next up is your sports desk with Zayden Vergara. Good evening, everyone. My name is Zayden Vergara, and it's time for your CFRC Sports Deep Dive. Last Saturday, your Queen's Golden Gales football team hosted their longtime rivals, the Western Mustangs. 8,000 students, alumni, and fans packed the stands for a match that would need all four quarters to decide a victor. Western would open scoring in the first quarter with a 16-yard pass turning into an early touchdown and quickly after securing a 9-yard safety 
Western had a strong start finishing the quarter 9-0. In the second quarter, your Golden Gales started to turn things around with quarterback Alex Vreekin completing a beautiful pass to Nathan Falcone during the first minute of the second quarter, bringing the score to 9-7. Queens would also add a point from a Rouge kickoff, but shortly after, Western's Brian Garrity connected on two field goals, extending their lead 15-8. During the last few seconds of the second quarter, Queens kicker Tyler Mullen converted a field goal and Queens finished off the first half trailing just behind the Mustangs, 15-11. During the third, the Mustangs intercepted a pass and an impressive 95-yard return ended in a touchdown for Western, bringing the lead to 22-11. Kicker Brian Garrity contributed another three points after a successful field goal, however, Queens retaliated with a touchdown. During the final moments of the quarter, narrowing Western's lead to seven points at 25 to 18. The fourth quarter was a nail biter through and through with an absolutely electric crowd at Richardson Stadium, only amplifying as Queen began to close the gap. Through an interception by Keegan Vanek, the entire pace of the game shifted, leading to a catch by Jack Ashby Jacobs and a one yard run by Russell Weir that put Queens in the lead 27 to 25. With time running out, Western's quarterback Evan Hillick made a beautiful 55-yard pass to wide receiver Magna Jones for Western to crush the hopes and dreams of Queens by securing their victory 32-27. While spirits were down and fans exited Richardson Stadium, there was a sense of comfort knowing that Western did not win that match. Queens lost it, and the opportunity would rise again. The Golden Gales take on the undefeated Windsor Lancers this Saturday at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. For live coverage, tune in to CFRC 101.9 FM with a pre-game show starting at 3.45. But on that note, I'm Zayd Vergara and that's all for your CFRC Sports Deep Dive. Now over to Erica Singh with your campus news. Thank you. This past Monday, CFRC's Mia and I got the opportunity to attend the opening of Queens' new Indigenous gathering space. Located on the south side of Tyndall, right by Victoria Hall, the contemporary style lodge is made of multiple types of wood, with the most common one being curved columns made by stacking multiple sheets of wood together. In our conversations with Eliada Smoke of Smoke Architecture, the architect of the space, we learned that the four openings of the space align with the cardinal directions, with a branch of cedar placed on each entryway. Cedar branches are believed to keep out bad energy in many indigenous cultures. The space is also designed to be a perfect blend of the indoors and the outdoors, with multiple skylights which let in the elements. Spoke also explained how indigenous lodges have remained virtually the same for hundreds of years, and our new Indigenous gathering space is just a more contemporary and modern feeling lodge. Alan Dockstater, an elder in the Office of Indigenous Initiatives and a member of the Bear Clan, also spoke to us about what the space means to Queens. The space is meant to be a place of learning, where classes can come outside into nature and learn in the circle instead of the traditional classroom style lectures. Lodges also absorb energy, what we as the Queen's community members put into the space is what we will get out of it. The project's construction was funded by a donation from Bader Philanthropies Incorporated, the long-term supporters and donors to Queen's. 
Additionally, funding also came from the Office of the Principal and the Office of the Provost, as well as from the Faculty of Arts and Sciences. That's all for me today. Now over to Mia with the weather. This is Christina coming in with your CFRC weather report. Tonight on Wednesday, September 20th, we can expect clear skies with fog patches developing overnight with a low of 6. On Thursday, September 21st, we can expect a sunny day with fog patches dissipating in the morning with a high of 22. The evening is also expected to be clear with a low of 8. On Friday, September 22nd, we have a sunny day with a high of 22 and the evening clear with a low of 11. As for the weekend on Saturday, we're expecting a cloudy day with a high of 22 and in the evening cloudy periods with a low of 12. And then on Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with 40% chance of showers and a high of 21. On Sunday night, it will be cloudy with a 30% chance of showers, low of 12. On Monday, September 25th, it'll be cloudy with a 30% chance of showers and a high of 19. That's all for your CFRC weather report for the remainder of the week, and you can tune in Monday night at 5pm for the latest updates. Next up, I'm passing it to Kat with CFRC's weekly traffic report. This is Kat bringing you the Kingston traffic report. On Coronation Boulevard at the CN Rail Crossing, it will be closed September 18th at 7pm to September 20th at 7am for CN Rail to upgrade the signals at this crossing. On King Street from Place to Arms all the way to the Tragically Hip Way, it will be closed from September 21st at 12.01am to September 23rd at 2am for events at the Leon Centre. Market Street from Ontario to King will be closed September 17th from 6am to 11pm for the City of Kingston Intercultural Arts Festival. Queen Mary Road from Bath to Notch Hill will be closed until September 22nd at 5.30pm for the Utilities Kingston Nets Project. Sydenham Street from Queen to Princess will be closed until October 12th for Downtown Kingston Activations. And now we're going to turn to Expected Delays. On Princess Street from Collins Bay to Bay Ridge, expect delays all the way until October 31st for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals along Princess Street. Please note that one lane of traffic will be maintained in each direction at all times on Princess Street. On Sir John A. McDonald Boulevard at Johnson, expect delays for the installation of a new high-pressure gas line for Utilities Kingston. This was Kat bringing you the Kingston Traffic Report. I hope you all have a great week. This is Kat bringing you the events calendar for September 20th through September 24th. Have an event you'd like to be covered on our website news programming? Contact us via cfrc.ca today. On September 20th, come pet Oscar, our fluffy golden retriever St. John's Ambulance Therapy Dog, and meet his handler John. Drop in at any point during the hour. Oscar will be at Mitchell Hall every Wednesday at noon by the Student Wellness Services office on the main floor. On September 21st, Gabriela Castillo, Alvaro Castillo, and Jose Luis Sets with Vincermos. Memories of the Resistance and the Resistance of Memory, 50 Years of the Coup in Chile. Studies in National and International Development Seminar Series that commemorates 50 years of the coup. The event will be 1 to 2.30 p.m. over Zoom. Learn more at www.queensu.ca slash SNID. 
Starting on the 21st and running through to the 24th is the annual Kingston Poutine Fest. From classic poutine with crispy fries, cheese curds, and gravy, to creative twists like bacon double cheeseburger poutine or vegan-friendly options, there's something for everybody to enjoy. It will be located at Kingston Memorial Center from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. On September 22nd, the St. Lawrence College Student Association is hosting the annual golf tournament at Loyalist Country Club starting at 12.30 p.m. On September 23rd, the Cataraqui Conservation is hosting a forest therapy walk to celebrate the fall equinox from 7 to 8.30 a.m. Registration is required and the cost is $20 per person. On September 23rd, join the Friends of Mac Johnson Wildlife Area at their annual Fall Tree Sale, located at the Friends Tree Nursery from 9 to 12 p.m. And then also on September 23rd, join us for our 25th annual Big Paws in City Park event from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. The day includes our traditional pledge walk by the waterfront and through the park. Come have a blast while raising critical funds to help care for homeless animals in our community. And then finally, on September 24th, is the Memorial Center Farmer's Market. Reduce your footprint and support local food and farmers living within 100 kilometers of Kingston. The market will run every Sunday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. This was Kat bringing you the community events calendar for September 20th through to September 24th. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, and What Will I Wear at 732 Princess Street. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats and sunglasses, everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear. Dear listeners, as you may have heard, Meta, which owns Instagram and Facebook, is blocking Canadian access to all content created by news providers, including this radio station, in response to the Online Broadcasting Act. Access to local news and information matters to everyone, and while radio stations use their airwaves to keep you informed, we also use social media to share local news, events, and initiatives, and even content about our upcoming programming. We need you to write your MP and convey your concerns. Learn more and find a letter template for your MP on our website, cfrc.ca. Thank you for your support. 